When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm looking at inputs into the product strategy. So two things specifically, quantitative and qualitative data. And so um, how do you as a product leader... Um, understand what data quantitatively to put together in a dashboard to monitor your inputs and and provide leverage in your strategy. And then qualitatively, um, how do you interview the right customer set um, and get the, and pull the right insights to aid in your strategy. So you kind of have like these two levers to kind of really um, uh, inform and, and yeah. What, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Which one, which one do you want to take first? Okay. Well, (laughs) let's start by saying that it depends on the product, right? Because that's the first part. Like, what do you, what are you going to value more could very well depend on the product that you're looking at or the initiative that you're trying to scope. So I'll kind of put that out there first. And then I would say, what did it, what are you looking for as the way to describe which set of tests you're going to do, right? If you're, let's say you're building user experience qualitatively, right? You want to understand from your users the things that can't be captured by numbers. You want to understand their true experience. You want to understand their emotions. You want to understand that. And oftentimes that is like a leading indicator that will drive two numbers. That Okay. So you're saying you start with the interview process of existing customers using the product? It could. I mean, like yeah, I said, it, it, that's okay. an approach. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's say, okay, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, we're interested in potentially doing with our browser extension, some injection into Google search results, right? So we want to figure out, is this a worthy initiative for us to do? Mm. So there's two things that I would, that I asked at least our PM in that particular case to do one, let's go and get some qualitative data that says, are the savers going to find this annoying, right? Like what's their, like, is if we could do the thing, it might raise revenue, but it might also hurt us downstream if they feel like the pro- if they're like, no, dude, I hate seeing these pop ups. I'm going to uninstall your product. It's like, right. okay, it might have given us a short term gain, like tactically, but maybe it's long term pain because the lifetime value. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, okay, that's part one. Right. And then part two on the um, quantitative, it would be like if we applied this across the user population and X, Y, or Z happen, what is the potential ROI lift that we would expect downstream, right? Mm. And so the combination of the two of those, um, and I know there's other ways to talk about like the quantitative data, like you could also go, well, we surveyed 100 people and 56% of them said blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, but that's, 
So I think but what, what about look- starting like even further up the funnel? Cause like at that point you're like assessing an initiative and or an idea that you want to go explore, but let me throw another scenario out and see how you would um, re- respond to this one with this lens. Let's say that you have an existing user base, you know, 500 users, something like that. And it's, it's actually churning year over year. So, but it's, it's a slow growth uh, decline, but it is a decline. It's not a growth. So you have a decline in users year over year, and you have an existing product that's been out in the market and they're adopting it, but it's this retention, they kind of slow use. It's like this drip, right? Then then they can kind of slowly uh, churn. It, when you're posed with that as a challenge, how would you then collect the qualitative data, quantitative data to then inform what you actually go in the initiatives to uh, address that? Okay, so in in a scenario like that, like are you are you originally assuming it's a problem, like right? Because churn in every product is completely normal, right? So I would say first, is it a problem, and mm. how, like is it a truly slow drip? So let's look at the the first bit of data is what is that churn rate? Is it five yeah. percent? Is it twenty five percent? And what's the impact to the business, right? If I solve this problem, what is our net gain? You know. Um, or if I make a reduction in it, right? Because it's almost impossible to solve churn. There's going to be some, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so let's just say it's a small number, and you would go, okay, well, if I can reduce churn from five percent to four percent, it's going to lead us with a hundred thousand dollars incremental revenue. Mm. I would be like, well, that's that's probably some small potatoes. Like, mm. what are the other yeah. options that we could be doing in the first place? Maybe it's not even a problem. Now let's imagine that it's also something like, okay, we're at 20%. And if we could back 20% and based on the scale of our product, if we can move the churn needle down by 3%, that's going to give us millions of dollars. Okay. That's a problem mm. worth solving. So let's yeah. start. So yeah, start let's say it's, yeah. Let's say it's that. Yeah. Okay. So assuming that it's that, then the first thing that I'm going to do, uh, because it's churn, it inherently implies that customers are either leaving our product for an alternative or that they find our solution no longer valuable in comparison to say the pricing or anything else. So I'd be reaching out to the, to at least customers who churned or maybe just having interviews with them and asking them questions like, Hey, if you were to leave this product, why would you do it? You know, what would be the leading drivers? And I'd start making a note of those. Yeah. So in like the user researcher kind of um, lens, what questions would you ask? Let's say that we do are successful with getting these customers that are declining year over year in spend or usage or engagement in the room. And we start to address like, what kind of questions would you ask to get that insight to inform a strategy? Yeah. I would probably just say like, I mean, with the customer, I, I mean, I'd probably just be like pretty honest and say, yeah. hey, um, I noticed that you guys were using, let's say, let's say you were a SaaS product and a company had purchased 20 seats of your product. And then all of a sudden they're down to 10 seats. I'd probably ask them and say like, hey, you know, I noticed that you guys were at 20 seats. You're down to 10. Is there mm-hmm. something going on in our product that, you know, you guys aren't finding useful anymore? You know, I'd probably bring it up with them and, and yeah. maybe I'd, maybe you'd learn one of the following things. One, maybe they're testing a new product. If so, like I'd ask them, okay, what's the product that you're testing? What are the reasons that you're mm-hmm. finding out, you know, there, um, you know, what would be helpful, you know, kind of with our product? 
I think the other thing too is sometimes you have to assume that a churn customer might already be beyond the point of no return. So you yeah, can't right. act salesy yeah. at this point. Like you really right. just got to be like honest and be like, it's almost like I'm a customer gonna... exit interview or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like almost kind of treat it like that. Like, you know, and then, um, you know, and it could also just be like, Hey, you know, maybe we're just not working on this problem in our org anymore. So the platform is no longer relevant. Hmm, so I would try to isolate like what is going to happen just through natural attrition because mm-hmm. shit like that happens, right? Like, yeah. you know, maybe the company is moving in another strategic direction and your product is no longer relevant for them. That has nothing to do with your product and its quality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, if they're finding alternatives and they're talking about missing features and they're talking about like poor performance or anything like that, like those are those things that you need to start keying into because right. that's right from their mouth of what's going on. Yeah, and then, absolutely. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's imagine that they said, Hey, you know, poor performance, uh, slow page load times, like yep. laggy or something like that. I'd be like, well, one for the love of God, I would hope never to release software that does that, but you know, <laughs> some people do. Um, but let's just say that was the case. Like I would jump back in and be like, all right, guys, what can we do to like, what's our current page load speed? Like that's that, you know, that other metric. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's set some goals on let's decrease it by 300%, right? Like let's so that's get where it the, the data, hard data comes into like, uh, orient solutions around essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, and the other thing too is problems can be expressed in data, right? Like, yeah. How, how you would know. you find that? So let's say we're not doing customer interviews in this, or, you know, we're, we're doing something, uh, some metric investigation to find out, uh, more from the problem set. Like how, how would we be able to do that? Yeah. You could look at something like, um, crash or fail rates and see what their correlation is between uninstalls. Right. Like if you have a service outage for two hours and then you notice during that period of time that there's a massive amount of uninstalls. Right. That's also a leading indicator. Right. Like people uninstalled this product because it physically wasn't working, you know, so that could lead to, uh, hey, how do we work with our team to reduce the likelihood of crap? You know, like how do we get to ninety nine point nine percent uptime? How do we. Um, like one of the metrics that we have that we're tracking right now is uh, a response time inside of the business, right? Like if a service goes down, we try to get that service back up in a certain period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that, that's kind of like indicators of problems. And then it sounds like, you know, one way we could do this is you always start with those interviews or, or potentially start with those interviews. And then you find um, the, the problem sets that could kind of drive some more metric investigation yeah. in your, in your product, existing product to then inform, what do we do about this? Right. And I think it's funny. So I would even take it up, let's take it a level higher and I could even, yeah. you know, put it, uh, turn it back around. But I would say this, this goes to a level like OKR setting, right? If yeah. you guys are saying, Hey, I need to, let's just say, Hey, we need to move the metric. Like we want to get our goal is to get an increased, you know, $5 million a year in total revenue because the company needs to hit this metric. And sometimes it's financial and sometimes it's mm-hmm. otherwise. How do we do that? Right. Could be the starting point and funneling from there. This is actually an ask that we had was like, we are trying to hit these metrics this year. Mm-hmm. How can we do it? And jumping back in, it was like, okay, well, 
let's go do a sensitivity study across all of our thing and see what areas of our funnel are worth investing in and which metric, like, is it easier for us to move the metric on activation, on retention, on reactivation? And ultimately, you know, what we're finding, it's like, yeah, or, you know, here's 10 other things that we could do. So even to your aspect of churn, I'd ask you like, okay, in that case, how would you approach it even from a higher level? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like, uh, um, I guess churn was an interesting jumping off point, right? But like to your point, um, at the end of the day, it's not just customer churn, but it's really like revenue growth would be interesting as a business to think about of like, you know, we want to, um, if we have revenue decline, right? And then you start with that, what is causing the decline? And then, oh, is it customer churn? Okay, customers are churning. Is that healthy? Is that not? Um, what is the impact if we make that, uh, if we make a difference there? And if we do, does that solve the year over year revenue growth problem? Um, it's interesting. I, I Yeah, I, I wonder like, how do you position these brainstorming sessions with your team or how should one do that with a company um, even at like the leadership level, right. To get executives, uh, thinking about this problem, I'm sure they already are. Right. But like, how do you do that in a way that it's not so siloed and that it's, uh, fully collaborative and, um, I, you know, everyone feels accountable for the ideas that, that, uh, get presented. I think, I think in this case, it's, it's about understanding what decisions need to be made at what levels, right? Like your leadership team, needs to go out there and say, hey, these are the metrics and the things that we're trying to hit. And now how can we do that as like, how can we set that up? At, like, you don't want to get into the tactical initiative level. Like, what's the initiative we're doing to drive, right. you know, to improve churn? What we have to do at the top level is go, okay, there are many ways to improve revenue at the company. Reducing churn is one of them amongst mm, five other different yeah. things, right? One could be like that. investing more in marketing. One could mm-hmm. be um, maybe improving sales tactics. One could be maybe building new products overall that address the market need that we weren't appropriately addressing. And I think that's the conversation that happens at the higher level. And what I've noticed is like, that's kind of how we approached it recently. Like, here's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. How can we go and do it? Here are strategic pillars for accomplishing that. And then that puts the guardrails in place for your team team below you that says, okay, excellent. We are going to work in this space. And because the data and the research shows us that moving this metric in this space will do that, but we don't know how to move that metric. That's Mm. for you guys to figure out. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I think... Yeah, I think you can kind of keep that executive team focused on those outcomes as much as possible. But let's say you're part of that team, right? How do you, as that leader, uh, you know, position those initiatives or those uh, key results to, or the objectives for those teams to focus on, right? Man, I wish I had a scientific way to say how to do that other than (laughs) (laughs) I think if I was thinking about the process that we took this year, it start, we all had a SIT, SLT, so senior leadership team, senior influencer team, product leads, um, et cetera. We all sat down and each one of us kind of had a strategic pillar that we were responsible for uh, on the product side, right? Mm. So I was responsible for e-commerce growth, 
um, and now looking at like mobile app strategy. And inside of those, we came up with some core tenets. And one of them was, uh, I'll give you a good example for the mobile application. We wanted to create, the focus was to create ROI positive investments. Um, we got a, a basically a calculation. Here's more or less how much ROI we want each one of our things to deliver, what are the areas of focus are, et cetera. And that was the goal. Like we want to make ROI positive investments in this. Go find out what those investments are. And so hmm. we yeah. separated. That's where we kind of said, it's like, I'm not going to be able to give you the solution today, hmm. right? Like I need to know what goals you're targeting. And then I need to be able to work backwards to see what's going to be the most. And then we talked to the research and we said, okay, if we're going to focus on the app, hmm. what are the three most sensitive levers that we can pull that are going to help us achieve those goals? Where are we going to get the most bang for our buck? And yeah, that was really a way that we approached it. So at the senior leadership level, it was really, we want to hit X targets. We believe that the best ways of doing that is to invest in e-commerce, make ROI positive investments in the application, build out a distribution network, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, right. And um, that was what we did. And then from there, it was down to each person inside of our leadership buckets to put the the how, the what we were going to do to each one. I like that. Yeah. Well, so so let's round this out then. If we yeah. were to give homework for our listeners about um, what inputs uh, in, in into the leverage of your strategy um, that they can kind of put in place, um, what kind of homework would you give them? I'd first say understand the problem that you're trying to solve and then back into, there's always many solutions, right? Your goal as a product manager is to find the most efficient solution and that will solve that particular problem, whether it's engineering wise, whether it's customer wise, your goal is to find that most efficient and impactful solution. So it's kind of like everything else, right? Understand the problem first, bring everybody along, get the input from all sides of your business. And remember that product doesn't just have to be about building the product. Product can be about how we market the product, how we sell mm. the product, how we talk about the product. And those are things that I'd encourage everybody to get involved in. Love it. Um, to add on to that, you know, I think that starting with that customer interview was super important, I think. So like, yeah, set one up. I mean, you, you probably have someone in your network that is a, is a potential customer, right? Um, either then they are ex an existing customer or they're potential, um, you know, B2B, B2C. I'm sure you can find someone this week that is in your personal network that you can get in front of and, and ask them some questions about this to really understand. So I would encourage that to inform some more further research. So um, do that. Cool. Great. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, looks like we finished up our coffee, so go level up. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover. And who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Find, follow, and share us on LinkedIn 
and on Instagram. The links to both of these are in the description of this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.